Oh, this is just a wonderful time. I don't want to just take too much of my time here. Um, but I do want to take my time, but not too much of it. You get it? And I, I want to continue to talk about the uh, encroaching darkness. I was thinking uh, 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 Sister Rochelle did such a great job of encouraging us about laying our burdens on the Lord. And I thought, now here I am going to start talking about this dark thing again. But I wanted to do that because you and I are living in, in perilous times. Uh, Paul says to us in the scriptures that evil men will grow worse and worse. And people will be, will be deceiving and being deceived. And, and so I wanted to just always have you on guard. I, I, in college, I was a fencer. I wasn't, no, no scholarship, nothing like that. But I, I learned how to fence, and I became very good at fencing. And one of the terminologies was on guard, and you had to begin your, your fencing. And, uh, and I wanted to say I want you to stay on guard. I want you to be, not, you don't have to live with a great degree of tension, but you can't live, we would call lackadaisical. You know, like what we would say, another uh, expression for that is happy-go-lucky. <laughs> you know, you know, you know you, you're just free you, like the, the goose. You know, you wake up and you just have to discover everything all over again. I, I don't want to be like that. But, <laughs> By the way, you know, Christianity is dynamic, isn't it? You know, and church services ought to be dynamic. No, they're not static over here. So, uh, yes, first time the brother said, come on now, I could hardly finish my sermon. <laughs> uh, but let me just share a couple of three things about this darkness. I want to just uh, restate some things that I did Wednesday evening. Um, just to restate them to bring you sort of up to speed. Uh, uh, Paul tells us evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But he tells uh, uh, Timothy, he says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned. And, and so that's where you are, are, you and I are. So it doesn't matter what is going on in the country and the world. It doesn't matter what's going on in the political process. You know, you have to that, divorce yourself in some sense from that madness. Not in, not in knowledge, but from the madness. Uh, Y'all still with me? Yes, sir. If you get too quiet, I'm going to think you're not with me. <laughs> but he says, continue in the things which you have learned, one, and been assured of. So you, you've learned them, and now you are assured that these things are true because God gives you experience in the things you learn. And if you don't gain experience, then you've not learned anything. So you must go through experience. It's like um, you go to a classroom, for example, in chemistry, or, or physics or something, and you, your kids know it if you don't. And uh, biology, you go to the classroom lecture, and the, the professor uh, will teach you, and then you go to the laboratory, what? You, to, you have to experience it. You work it out in the laboratory. And so you come here, and you hear the word of God, and then God sends you to the laboratory. The laboratory is not to blow you up. It's to help you understand what you have just uh, learn from the lecture. And it makes it more real to you. And so Paul says these things have, you have learned and been assured of. And then the third point is knowing from whom you have learned them. 
knowing from whom you have learned them. And then, you know, you have to know, you ought to know those uh, that, that lead you. You should know them, and we should know you. And so that's why being a part of a church is not just coming on a Sunday and leaving till the next time you feel like the Sunday. You know, you want to be, take a part because you want your leaders to know you, and the leaders must know you. Are you still with me? Okay, and so he says, he tells Timothy, from your childhood, you've known uh, the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And so but it's the, the Holy Scriptures will get you through life. I remember a number of years ago, I was in a place where I shouldn't have been. Was many, 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 many years ago. Uh, some of y'all are going to say, I knew it, I knew it. It's the Holy Ghost that made him say it. Yeah. But, but I was in college, and, and I was in one of those situations that had gone to this place I shouldn't have gone, and all, all the kids were going, and something happened there, and I said, this is what Daddy was telling me. And you know what I did? I got out of there. I said, this is what Daddy was telling me. I had some laboratory experience there. Okay, Satan is out to destroy the church. All of this is not about trying to destroy America. It's not trying to destroy France. It's not trying to destroy England. It's trying to destroy the church. And sometimes the devil put his hands on our institutions to get to us. Because you and I sometimes are too attached to our institutions. So... Satan's out to destroy the church, you. But Jesus has given us an understanding that he cannot because he says, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So what about shall not don't we understand? Our victory over Satan comes not by our power, not by our might, but by the Holy Spirit but by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit doesn't just come in action, as it were, uh, but he comes also giving us understanding of Christ's victory on the cross because you and I must appropriate, make our own, become, become a part of us. We must appropriate the victory of the cross. Church membership is not about religiosity. It's not about, okay, I showed up and I love Jesus. I don't care what they say. That's an excuse that's going to pull us down. You know, when people say, well, I'm a good person, I know right then. Oops. See, I've lived long enough to know some things. And I know right now when you start shouting, I'm a good person after you've done some misdeed. <laughs> I'm a good person. No, you're not quite that good. Nobody's that good. You know, we all, we all have a sin nature. But the Bible tells us that there's a new nature in town. It says, for if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. It's like you've got one of those big 250 trucks that my, my friends, some of my friends have, those 250 uh, uh, diesels or whatever, and they, they put another tank on it because they go out to, all into the country. They put another tank on it, so now it has two tanks. Yeah, one it came with and it's got another one. And so you have, there's a little switch you have to switch over to that other tank, and, that, and you can keep driving. So, so there's a new nature 
and God has given us a new nature, and this new nature now must gain power over that old nature. So that means that the way you used to fly off the handle, that ought to be a thing of the past. Or it ought to be so infrequent, so infrequent that you hardly notice. You ought to wake up one day and say, wow, wow, I'm a new creation. Why? Because the darkness is encroaching. And what, when, when we talk about encroaching, it, it means to advance beyond what is proper or what has been established. Now, we are new in the Lord. Well, why is darkness coming in our church? Why is darkness coming into our building? Why are attitudes coming into our building that are not uh, to be here? I, I've often said, I haven't said it in a while, but maybe I should, that this is like the game uh, reserve. You remember, remember those places? You have these game reserves. Uh, I remember growing up, and, and where I grew up in East Texas, that this big game reserve. And you, you could drive out there, and those deer weren't, weren't even bothered about you. Those deer just walking around. Why? Because there were no predators there. We kept the hunters out. And so this ought to be a place where there are no predators, no people hunting, you know, trying to cause problems. Are you with me? Stay with me. So, so we, this is a sanctuary. So another word for the game reserve was a sanctuary. It was a, a sanctuary for the deer. And the deer didn't, didn't care. You could drive your car fast, slow. They just didn't look at you because they were protected. They felt protected. So the darkness now is coming to try to make you feel hunted and not protected. So this, we want to deal with that. So it's, the darkness is encroaching. It is trying to make gradual inroads into your faith. Gra gradual inroads. Yes, to cause you not to believe like you once believed. So this is what we want to do with the devil. We want to just tell the devil, away with you. Away with you. You, you can't come here. Now, some people might say, you can't come up in here. But you can't come here. Yeah. And so he told uh, uh, Satan uh, is... Um, is out to destroy you. But the thing you must know is that the cross is Christ's victory given to you. I, I don't know. There, there, are, there, are, there are some brothers and sisters here just wonderful. And, and uh, every now and then, there's every now and then, they may come and shake your hand. And they, they don't shake your hand like everybody shakes your hand. They come and shake your hand, you go, Wow. You know, right, right? So what, what Jesus did, he, he, as it were, metaphorically, shook your hand. He came in and put something in you by coming to you. And, and that was his victory on the cross. See, you can't get to heaven because you are cute. You can't get to heaven because you had a church membership. I told you the story when I was growing up. I went to a church. Actually, I was made to go to the church, and then I liked it after a while. You know, my, my folks didn't ask, if you, you want to go to church today, baby? You know, I, 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 would, I would ask you to raise your hand, but I'm not going to expose you. You know, if you say to your, your teenager, you, you want to go with me? You're in, in my house, if you wanted to eat, as Brother Mark Kemp would say, if you wanted to eat, you had to go to church. If you wanted a place to sleep, you had to go to church. And as Brother Lester Roloff used to say, if you don't like church, it's because you haven't gone enough. 
So Christ's victory is a gift to you. Satan's lie after you're born again is you're just like you've always been. Now, you can't live victoriously. That's Satan's lie to every one of us. And, and, and we stumble over that thing. We stumble over that thing and stumble over that thing until we say, wait a minute, what's wrong with me? It, what, what is it about a new creation Don't I understand? So what I'm saying is today, more than ever, you need to understand that you're a new creation. You don't need some special act of a man of God, even like me. Sometimes we all have a, a situation where we need prayer. Every one of us. I, I want you to follow me. Even I sometimes need somebody to pray with me. Hey, let's pray. You know, let's pray about this, this crazy thing that's happening. And we come into agreement because we know that if we touch and agree on something, we can have whatever we're asking. And, and so, yeah, yeah, we do that. But I'm just saying, you go, you woke up, you know, because you ate too much the night before, and now you think a demon's in you because you feel bad. I kind of want to revert to my East Texas vernacular and say, it's them stakes in this in you. <laughs> Are you seeing, you don't need somebody to come to you and now there's a big wave of deliverance coming in. I've, I've dealt with this in the past, but I need to deal with it again. This big wave that you now need some special act to now get you free. The Bible says if the sun makes you free, you are free indeed. So you have to appropriate that. Make that your own. You know, you know, you know I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't want to see uh, this demon casting out ministry making a comeback. You know, yeah, we cast out demons, but, but they've already been cast out here. This is the sanctuary. I'm not saying there's somebody, uh, like one of my brothers said a number of years ago, mm, my, one of my brothers uh, said a number of years ago, said they were casting this demon out of out of this boy, and uh, they were in a particular church, and they were saying, uh, uh, let go of this boy. Let go of this boy. You come out. Let go of this boy. And so one sister walked up there and said, boy, let go of that demon. <laughs> so I realized that we have struggles. I realized that. I realized that there are difficulties. But we have traveled and no, no boast, we have traveled from Corpus Christi to Cairo, to Zimbabwe, to the far east, Asia, Europe, everywhere. And I've never, ever in my years of living seen where a devil can come up to a saint of God and say, I'm coming in whether you like it or not. Never seen it. Never seen it. But the darkness is encroaching to make you believe that. And to make you develop ministries that will give you now some kind of portfolio. So let's be careful about those things. Christ's victory is yours. And so uh, it is the, the victory of Christ on the cross that frees the repentant sinner. That rep Even when the Corinthians, you know, have you ever read the, uh, the epistles to the Corinthians? Man, those Corinthians were acting crazy. They were just acting crazy in Corinth. And, and, uh, but Paul never, never says, let me come down and cast the demons out. He said, I've got to teach you again. I've got to bring some understanding. And so the, 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 the light of God brings understanding to this. And this encroaching darkness, it will cause the darkness to flee. It, it, the darkness cannot stay where you are. 
No, that, you, you ought to be like that. You ought to just be so bold and strong that you speak to the darkness. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel just, I, I'm so sorry I'm not going to be able to finish this message, but I'll finish it another time. Um, they, I remember once we had this big dog, my wife and I, this big dog. We had been given this big German Shepherd, and I surely loved that German Shepherd. It was a 120-pound dog. And uh, I, I, I took him in the car. In those days, I was, I, I'd never kissed a dog. I, I won't do that. <laughs> Don't look at me funny. I, 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 I kissed a horse on the side of his jaw, but I won't kiss him in the mouth. But I didn't no kiss dog nowhere. So anyway, but I love my dog. I love my dog. And I took him to uh, her sister's house. We were going to have dinner with him. And those old four was in the, in the backyard. And, and I said, don't go back there. Don't go back there. He's back. She said, and walked right up to him. I said, oh! and he didn't do a thing. He didn't do a thing. And she was rubbing him. And she just walked back. She's an animal lover, but she knew dogs. Now, just like she knew dogs, you ought to know the darkness. You ought to know the devil. You ought not be afraid of the devil at all. You ought, you ought to just walk right up to him and say, you don't belong here. You can go. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make it simplistic, but I do want it to be simple. So let's not be so concerned about all of this stuff and, and just because something uh, did not happen right, you now have to, uh, uh, you rather need an exorcism service. Look at John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses, verses 1 through 8, we'll look at them. John tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, isn't that powerful in itself? Uh, the Word was with, the Word was God. It, it, it was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. He's talking about Jesus, everybody. In him was life, and the life was what? No, he said like you know it. Light of men. And the life, so Jesus' life in you is what? Light. Light is the only thing I know that dispels darkness. You, you come into a dark building. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed that I'm 74 years old. You know, somebody, you're old. So? I mean, the alternative is to die young. But I've lived a long time, and I've never, ever walked into a dark building. And I've walked into maybe a Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times, I've walked into dark places, flipped on the light, and the darkness was... I think Brother James sings a song about it, ran for cover. Because there's no cover for it in the light. Everything's exposed. And, the, and, and John tells us, the apostle tells us, in Christ, in Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend did not comprehend it, did not overcome it, did not even understand it. Hallelujah. There is nothing in you nor out of you that can overcome, overpower the authoritative light, life of God in you. Authoritative light. Every time you give in to the enemy and give in to darkness, you didn't believe. 
Let your light. Jesus didn't say make it. He said let your light. Let your light. Somebody in this house, you need to let your light shine. Every time you say, Lord, I want to let my light shine, he will allow difficulty, darkness to come and confront you. And you say, but Lord, I was asking you for light. Yes. Light doesn't need to shine in the light, but in the darkness. And so when you ask God to make you better, make me better, make me better, difficulty will come. And so one day, a number of years, well, I won't say a number of years ago. Let's just say one day. I was praying, Lord, make me better, make me better. And, um, and then later I was praying, Lord, why is all this difficulty? He said, you've been praying, make you better. I said, oh. So you want me to, oh. It's as subtle as that. And so these things came. And one thing that I've had to learn how to do is not explain myself. Now, some people may call it being defensive, but I don't think there's a male in here necessarily is defensive. We just explain ourselves. We're not defensive. We're just explaining ourselves. Okay, man, everybody, every man here who explains himself ought to say, rest, Pastor. So I had to learn that there may not be much difference in defending yourself and explaining yourself. You see, we came from the old days when the song says, express yourself. <laughs> so, I, so I've had to learn, stop explaining yourself. Let the Lord do all that for you. See, because that's... You're praying, make me better, but we're fighting being made better instinctively. Listen, speaking of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah said, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Notice where it was. Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, where? In the region and shadow of death. Those who had pl were placed there, they sat in the region and shadow of death. Not life, but death. Light has dawned. You and I are living in a time, it's a crazy time in human history, and it's worldwide. It's worldwide, and many of us are not fighting light battles, but some other kind of battle. Jesus says, John rather says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, he says, For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest to destroy the works of the devil to destroy the works of darkness. And so you and I cannot be participants in the darkness. No matter who tells you the cause is worthy. This darkness is encroaching. It's in every place. It's in our schools. It's in, in our institutions that we called at one time, perhaps misappropriated, uh, misappropriately, we, we call uh, inappropriately, we call them 
our institutions and we call them those things that were worthy of all of our faith and love, but maybe they were not. Maybe we have been wrongly focused because light's job is to make manifest, to expose the deeds of darkness. And some of us are flipping off the light switch, supporting the darkness. L let me say a, one, a, a couple of things, and I'm going to have to let you go. Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. I want to switch to there. I'm not finishing John, but let me just finish there. Matthew says, the lamp of the body is the eye. And, and Jesus is talking to us. If therefore your eye is good, it's healthy, your whole body is full of light. That was always a very difficult parable for me to understand. I don't know, maybe y'all just a lot brighter than I am, got more light, but it was always difficult for me to understand. It's a simple one, but it's, it was difficult because he says, if therefore the eye is good, your whole body is full of light. So what does he mean by whole body full of light? But if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. So if your eye is unhealthy, if what you're seeing is unhealthy, that means you are still walking in darkness. If, if someone who is physically blind, uh, they, they can't see anything. Everything is, is dark. So that means that if, you, if you're not spiritually healthy, the devil will have his way with you. That's what this is saying, is saying to us. And he says, but if your eye, uh, but if, uh, um, if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? If therefore, let's go back to verse 22. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body is, will be full of light. But if your eye is bad or unhealthy, your whole body is full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And so there are people who think that they are in the light, but they have some kind of intellectual understanding. They have not come to Jesus. The only way you can be full of light, full of understanding, knowing the will of God, knowing what you ought to do, is to be in Christ. I stand on that emphatically. I will not budge from that. Jesus gives you light. The entrance of his word brings you light. You can never be full of light. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. It doesn't matter where you've studied. It doesn't matter where you go to church. If Jesus hasn't come into your heart, your whole being is full of darkness. I'm going to end here. Boy, do I want to continue. Because the Lord wants you to know that when we trust Jesus, our eyes are open. The old song we sang when I was a boy. When, I, when, when we were saved, it says, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul has been satisfied. If you're here today, I'm going to come back in a minute. But if you're here today and you've never received Christ Jesus, this is the perfect opportunity because there will come a time when the door will be closed. There will be no more invitations. There will be no more come to Jesus. The doors will be closed. And I want you to see me on camera here, on the, online. The day will be, it will be closed and, and you will have darkness forever. You want, you've shut God out of your life and you will have him shut out forever. 
because God will have given you, and this is the greatest judgment that causes me to shudder, that God's judgment against sinful man is one day he'll just stop working with him and give him what he wants. Go, I don't want you in my life, God. The worst judgment is that God said, okay, okay, you can have it. And you will live an eternity without him. Wow. The darkness is encroaching to take your testimony, to take your blessed assurance. Let your light shine. Amen.